You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. Hey, and this is Deacon Paul Trinan. Don't you love live radio, Heather? <laughs> I do, because you went to go fetch the seminarians, but you came back into the room with no one. Yeah, with nobody. I don't really believe that there are seminarians here, because I arrived this morning and I didn't see a soul. But you did see some cars out front, right? I did. You're yeah. right. You're right. Minnesota. Fine. But yeah. So we're still rounding up the seminarians, but man, what a dynamic interview that was with Dr. Carson. Yeah, you know, what I, what I said to Heather off air, um, maybe some of our listeners can relate to, I, I've been hungry for a perspective of what, like what he's given us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, not having ever met Father Paul, um, <laughs> Dr. Paul, yeah. that he's a man I can trust. Right. I can trust. Well, and I know it's a subject that people are tired of hearing about, because I am too. But I was really excited to get this interview on today. Um, just because he is a Catholic doctor and he's an infectious disease doctor. So I would think he would know a thing or two about how things are going on. And so it just, it it was good to have the conversation. It was good to talk about solidarity and how we're all in this together. And kind of his perspective, I was most interested in hearing his perspective on the vaccine and how that was going. So... Um, we're getting our seminarians and Monsignor lined up here, so uh, folks just hang with us for just a second here. We're going to get them all mic'd up and ready to go. But if you missed any of that interview that we had with Dr. Carson, you can always go online. We'll p- pull it up later today. We'll put it up on our um, website at realpresenceradio.com, or you can download our free app. And you can listen to it on there. The entire show will be um, podcast on there um, later today. So if you've missed any of that interesting conversation, wanted to re-listen to some of his statistics, which I think I might do, Deacon. Um, it was just very interesting. I'm definitely going to check that podcast out. I know. Again, right? I'm like, I want to write some of that down on what he said. So, um, yeah. Okay. So. so we're set. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming in this morning. I've got... Monsignor Steve Rolfs, who's uh, explain your role at the at the at the St. Paul Seminary, Monsignor. I know that you're spiritual director, but specifically, you're here at the Abbey for what purpose? I'm here for the uh, purpose of giving the pre-theologians a retreat. Every year, the guys are supposed to do a six to eight day retreat in which they sort of take a break from their studies. And they spend time with the Lord, and they usually try to focus on a particular topic uh, in which they spend time praying and reflecting and talking about. And, and uh, that's, they usually go away so that they can have a better atmosphere for it. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got um, a group that are here today, and they're, they're specific as to their, the, the year that they're in formation, right? Right. So these are what year in that process? Uh, these are, I, I have the pre-theologians, uh, and there's 10 of them. And those are the first two years. Uh, uh, your education in the seminary is on two tracks. If you go right after high school, there's four years of college seminary, mm-hmm. Okay. And after that, there's four years of graduate seminary. And in and, and St. Paul, we have the college seminary is St. John Vianney. Yeah. 
for four years, and then there's about 110 guys at St. John Vianney Seminary, and then the major seminary is the graduate school, and there's around uh, 55 to 60, many times there. Right. Uh, and those are the last four years. Okay, yep. last four years, major seminary. Major seminary. Yeah. And so I'm. I help with both. I live at the major seminary, and I have around seventeen guys for spiritual direction there. And then I also help out with the St. John Vianney Seminary, and I have around sixteen guys there for spiritual direction. Then there's a third house which is sort of like a halfway house. Uh, and that's for guys who have graduated. I'm dying to know what you're going to say next. <laughs> uh, guys who have graduated from college at, at say, at, at University of St. Thomas or University of Minnesota or wherever. Where, wherever. And then they decide that God might be calling them to the priesthood. And so then they need to go figure this out. Yeah. And so... They do two years of what we call pre-theology. It's kind of like pre-med, pre-law. Yeah. Before you go to law school, you have to have some things. Prerequisites. Know, prerequisites and yeah. philosophy and things. And so we have the house called St. Mark's in which they live and move and have their being, <laughs> you know, and, and study and pray. And there's about, uh, oh, probably 10 or 12 there. All right. Good. And, you know, after that, then they go on to major theology. Major, right. All right. Well, great. That's a beautiful. I, I, I don't know. So these guys are here. They've been here since Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I sat down a couple of days ago and plopped myself. I've never met Monsignor before. And I sat down across the table from him and I kind of floated this idea. And he just kind of looks at me deadpanned and says, sure. And then I, and I turned to a couple um the seminarians, and they're like, well, uh, and they start kind of doing backwards <laughs> shuffling. They won't, they won't meet you in the eye. I said, anything. hey, this is a great opportunity. Who knows? You maybe be the next um, Maximilian Kolbe that, 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 that was utilized, you know, media to, to, to spread the word. But, okay, so we've got two seminarians. We've got Jason Lee, and we've got Benjamin Eichton. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go first, gentlemen? <laughs> okay. All right. Go so first. I'm going to ask a couple of questions of each one of you guys. So first of all, have either of you been to the Abbey before? Yes. Uh, this is my second time. I was here about three years ago in 2018 with uh, the St. John Vianney uh, College Group. Uh, okay. We were all seniors and had a great retreat with Father uh, Peter Williams. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wonderful. So now where is your home? Where, where did you grow yeah. up? Yeah, I, I grew up in a small little town outside of Des Moines, Iowa, uh, called okay. Waukee, Iowa. Um, okay. And, I mean, it's a nice little suburb of the metro area, um, but kind of a halfway between suburb and country. Sort and of so, city. so that's home, mm -hmm. the Diocese of? Des Moines. Of yep. Des Moines. Okay, yep. good. And, and let's give a shout out to your, to your bishop. <laughs> sure. Uh, this is supposed to be an easy question. Yeah, yeah, Bishop Bishop Johnson. <laughs> okay. Hello from uh, yeah. um, Marvin, South Dakota, and I'm in the hills. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> then I'm going to have you pass the mic because we've only got one mic between the two. We got Benjamin Eichton here. Benjamin, where's your home? So I'm from the uh, Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah. 
And oh. Did you say Anoka? Yes, yep. Grew so up I grew in up Anoka. in Anoka, the Halloween capital of the world. That's right. Halloween. The, what? the Halloween capital. Of really? The world. Yes. I didn't know that. I think it's self proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the northern side of the Minneapolis suburbs, those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, north right? north uh, west of the Twin Cities. Have you been here before as well? I have as well. So actually, I was at uh, SJV, uh, St. John Vini, the college seminary in St. Paul. Um, and this was about four years ago, my junior year, I was able to be on a retreat here for about a week. Yeah. And those are silent retreats? That one was, no. I don't believe it was, the one we had. The, the so it was week, a mixture. The week previous, we had the, the, the third year um, seminarians from St. Paul Seminary. And they were here on retru- silent retreat. I know St. John Vianney occasionally does that. And that's just a really cool sense when everyone's quiet. It's great when you're... Not quiet. I'll choose my words carefully. Yeah. But, uh, so when when we had asked if you guys you guys were first or second year seminarians, does that mean minor seminary or major seminary? Yeah. So it's a, a little bit tricky for myself. I'm going to be in pre theology two. So I have about four and a half years until I'm going to be you know ordained to the priesthood. Okay. Uh, Jason. And I'm a second year in theology, so that means I'm in the graduate school program okay. at St. Paul Seminary and have two years until I'm ordained a priest. So you, you're in the major, Sam, Jason, and then, Benjamin, you're in St. Mark's. Yeah, so I would correct? be in the uh, pre-theology program. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, it's great to have you. Let, let's get a sense, um, maybe overall, but also um, specifically to this weekend, what's the Lord speaking to your heart about this call to the de- uh, to the priesthood? To the priesthood, I almost said diaconate, Father. <laughs> to, that will come because too. that's that's that why we're first. here, isn't it? <laughs> to discern the call of God. Um, he doesn't call everybody, um, but he equips those that he calls. Right. Right. That's yeah, that my my big point to these guys in pre theology is that the there's only one essential question that you have to discern: Has God asked me to do this? Yeah. Okay, that's the only question. Not, not can I do it? Do I want to do it? Mm. You know, uh, am I smart enough to do it? Am I kind enough to do it? None of those questions have to be asked. The only question is, did he ask me to do this? Because if he asks me to do it, then he will give me the grace to do it. I meant that as a deacon too. I'm like, I don't want to be out in front. I don't want to do this. But he kept asking me to do it in my heart. Even my wife said, I don't want to be a deacon's wife. But she knew, she knew that God was calling me to be a deacon. It's a beautiful thing. So explain, I know this is really getting into that deep part of the heart, but Jen, Benjamin, explain a little bit to the people, because there's going to be guys and gals, husbands and wives with children, they're going to say, how does this work? What, where does God move in this? And, you know, give us a glimpse into your heart and how you discern that. Yeah, so for myself, it's... Really what brought me to the seminary, uh, this is about six, six months ago, um, was just the Lord placing my heart, just a deep love for him, a deep peace and of, you know, this is where I want you to do it. I want you to pursue the priesthood. Yeah. And I think that's been really key on this retreat is, you know, what Monsignor you just mentioned was that if the Lord's called me, I, you know, I must say yes. You know, even though I'm having, you know, worries or concerns, all that matters is that the Lord is calling me to be his priest. Um, and that's what I found the most beautiful thing on this retreat, just, you know, see, going to the Lord, going, you know, praying with him and really just sitting in that, 
you know, living in, in love in that. So Amen. Just blessing. Well fed, Benjamin. I think one of the themes of our, our of our morning has been the subsidiarity of that call. He calls. Mm-hmm. He's not calling in this big major, but it's more in this one to one. Yeah. Um, call to build his church. Well, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have more with some of the seminarians from the St. Paul Seminary and Monsignor Stephen Rolf. So stay with us. We'll be right back in just a minute. Yeah. Live and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. We, we get so turned in on ourselves sometimes yeah. as social scientists that we look at our methods and our, and that's great, you know, and that's wonderful, many good and great discoveries. But if you've only studied psychology and you haven't studied philosophy and you haven't done theology, you've got to understand that you've got just one part of the human experience. You've only mm-hmm. understood one part of the human experience. You know, great theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar talked about how um, the same thing could happen even in theology, that the theologians can get so much in their head, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get so rational and cognitive about their study of theology. And he has this great line, he said, everyone should be doing theology from their knees. And I've, I've adopted mm. that in what I do. And I look at, okay, I'm going to do psychology from my knees, meaning I'm a psychologist, but I'm a psychologist who's in relationship with God and want to bring other people into that relationship with God or, or strengthen their already existing yeah. relationship with God. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back one last time. Yeah, it's just been a fast, fast couple of hours. But um, we've been blessed to have Monsignor Steve Rolfs, who's here from the St. Paul Seminary. And a couple of seminarians that are a part of that group that are out here at the Abbey of the Hills. We're broadcasting right here from the beautiful grounds of the Abbey. And we visited a little bit with both of them. Benjamin kind of shared a little bit. Benjamin Eichten, who's from the Anoka, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Archdiocese. Now, Jason Lee is also from the um, Des Moines I- Diocese. And I, w- I asked Jason if, uh, if he'd do just like Benjamin. What, you know, what pulls you into, you know, you went through minor sem. Right. And you're in the major sem at the St. Paul Seminary. And how, God, how is God speaking to you, um, like Monsignor mentioned, this, 
the, the simple call, is he calling you? How do you discern that, and specifically on this weekend? Yeah, uh, I would say for me, it's uh, a resounding voice uh, in my head of, I mean, God through prayer saying, uh, or not even saying anything, putting that desire on my heart to uh, be Jesus Christ to people in the world. Um, I know, no, in my own heart, that's what drew me first to um, the priesthood, but before even the priesthood, it was uh, discerning to be a Methodist pastor. I grew up in the mm. Methodist church and converted when I was in high school, and it was that resounding call of spread my message, the gospel, to all peoples of all nations uh, and languages. Um, and so for me, it's always been that resounding peace and joy that has moved me to not only entering seminary, um, but also leaving seminary for a time and then stepping back into seminary. Uh, it's always that peace and joy that moves me to that. Peace and uh, joy. Yeah. And it's not without challenges. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not without challenges. In fact, it's, it's rife with challenges, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's some of the attractiveness of it. I don't think God would call us to spread his gospel in a, uh, oh, you know, whatever. We're all called to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to sow seeds if you want to. You're called to. And we're going to sow them in places where a normal, a normal farmer would never imagine sowing seeds, right? A number of years ago, a seminarian came to me. I was rector at Mount St. Mary's for oh, okay. a little over 10 years. And a guy came in in second theology, which is pretty far advanced. And he says, Monsignor, I need to leave the seminary. I says, well, and they're always wanting to leave the seminary. <laughs> right, so I, yeah, always, yeah. I humor them and say, okay, well, now why do you want to leave the seminary? Because I don't want to be a priest. And he said, how bad do you not want to be a priest? And he said, I'm really bad. I do not want to be a priest. I said, good news. He said, what? And I said, you don't have to want to. You have to be willing to. Uh, I says, Moses wasn't excited about no, it. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he has to be killed four times. <laughs> Just kill me, God. <laughs> Don't make me go on. Isaiah, Elijah, none of the prophets. <laughs> Jonah, you know. Jeremiah. Even Jesus, who is the son of the living God, said, the Father, let this cup pass yes. from me. Uh-huh. I don't want to do this. So I said, you're in good company. Go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love, it. <laughs> I love to see his face uh-huh. when you did that. But it's a challenge. It's not going to be not responded to by the evil one or even just by the world, right? The mm. world is going to say, don't do this. Mm. But, oh, what a but beautiful... But that, that resonates for anyone. Yeah. That resonates for anyone. And that's what I, I've said it before on the radio. You know, the thing that scares me the most about studying the saints is some of them had really miserable lives. Yeah. God doesn't promise comfort. <laughs> And, you know, but he does promise peace and joy. And how do you discern that? I think you, you hit it on the nail. You said, you started, you said, through prayer, through prayer, through prayer. Mm-hmm. It's always got to involve mm-hmm. prayer. Guys, thoughts on that? Where's your prayer life been in, in year two or during, you know, your time there at St. Mark's? Compared to maybe five years ago, senior mm. in high school. Where, where's, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would say I learned to pray well at SJV Seminary. And um, there it was, there was a lot of peace and joy. And, you know, the Lord provided a lot of spiritual consolation. Yeah. Um, 
But now as I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, uh, I'm less in need of that sort of consolation. Mm. You could think of it as like a, it was a honeymoon phase, but now it's Mm -hmm. more of like, okay, like I'm here, Lord, you're here. Like, I just want to be there present with you because I love you and the Lord, I know the Lord loves me. And so it's kind of evolved to where I don't need that sort of consolation anymore. Mm. It's just me and the Lord and um, it, it's beautiful, I would say. Yeah. Benjamin, kind of speak to that because you went to SJU as well, right? No. Yeah, SJV. SJV, thank you. I went to SJU. You went to <laughs> SJV and um, then did discerned out for a bit? I did, yep. Yeah. I took three years off. So explain that prayer process too because that's an important step. Yeah, so for myself, I just, uh, in my time during SJV, I just didn't feel called to move on to major seminary at the time, and I just felt very a lot of peace in, in my heart from the Lord to step out, so I actually worked in health insurance and later in medical software, uh, but you know, in that, the Lord called me back, and I think, kind of going on Jason's point, what for me was the big part of coming back was a relationship with Christ. I think just a loving relationship is key to essential to any vocation and you really just need to focus on that like loving the, the Lord with your whole heart and being open to him and you know allowing him to kind of guide you to where he wants you to be. So you received spiritual direction when you were at SJV, right? Yes. How about when you step out of that mm. then? Where where did you get your direction from during those 3 years of you know, working at the software, working for the insurance. Yeah, so for myself, I was blessed. I had a, a pastor nearby who was willing to, to meet me for spiritual direction and just allowed me to, uh, you know, even during my time out, to really grow in the spiritual life. And yeah. by the end of that, those three years, I was very committed to, you know, this is the Lord's will. I'm yeah. called back to serve him uh, in the seminary. Beautiful. That's cool. I, I love the fact that you just didn't say, oh, I'm done, I'm, I'm moving on, but still... I mean, no matter what path we're taking, whether it's the diaconate, whether it's single life, whether it's married life, we're walking with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. He's calling us, and there's challenges that are rife in any walk, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah, there are. So, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and blessings on the rest of your retreat, and I hope you enjoy your stay. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Deacon, that's it. Yeah. That's Can you just, believe it? I'm tickled that these guys were able to come in here and. Like I said, wave the St. Paul Sam flag a little bit. I think there's plenty of people out there that are they're fascinated by this call, um, attracted by this call, challenged by this call. Mm-hmm. I use that word challenged a little bit. But, um, you know, the peace, the joy that comes from a call yeah. to serve as clergy, to serve in religious life. Wow. Well, and we're all thing. called, and we all need to discern what that call is. And we discern it through prayer, prayer. and recognize yeah. that desire to give me the desire if it's yeah. your will. So, Well, Deacon, we have exciting news because Therese is going to share what's happening tomorrow. And guess what? What? I'm hosting tomorrow, too. <laughs> so it's going to be a great show. Well, you're going to have a lot to live up with to try to top this show. Off. I know, right? <laughs> Therese, why don't you share with the listeners what's going on tomorrow? Yeah, so the next Real Presence Live is Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Heather Caro and Linda Baldwin are your hosts coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. What are the benefits of having religious items? They'll discuss that. Then, we're celebrating the feast day of one of the greatest doctors of the church. Find out who during our interview with Mike Mitzel. 
All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, and that's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Sweet. So you you would know who that is if you know whose feast date is tomorrow. You know, I don't. Thomas Aquinas. (laughs) Monsignor got it. (laughs) And do you know who Linda Baldwin is? I should know. Is that your mother? That's my mom. mom. So mother-daughter show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. We've done it once before when um, I was with Lamb Radio. My sister and my mom came on with me and I had a morning show for that Lamb Radio too. And the three of us were the hosts for that show. And that was... I don't know if it was entertaining for anyone but us, but <laughs> I had my daughter daughter Hannah on, and she yeah. talked about pro life issues of being a, a mother who um, who does foster care. Yep. And then in a later program, I had her husband on Trent, yep. who came over from Australia. Yeah. And so he had that old Aussie accent, and he was unchurched until he became came over here to Aberdeen to, on a basketball scholarship. Yeah. And was baptized, and I'm excited back. to have my mom on it's great. because. She has been so vital in my upbringing in the Catholic faith. And it's like, who better than the woman that I go to constantly for questions, answers, all of it. She's, she's going to love it, too. Yeah. You know? We'll see if we can get her to talk. Yeah, for, those, for those that know her, will be, she's very boisterous. <laughs> so she might reveal some stories about Heather Carroll that There's nobody else would know. There's nothing to reveal. I've been a saint my whole life. <laughs> Deacon, will you let us out with a prayer? All right, I'd be, I'd be blessed to. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord, you, we asked you at the beginning of this program that um, we would look to you with trust, we'd look to you with um, faith, and um, you came through again for us. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful for how you're acting through the COVID virus to everybody that's in need, those shut-ins, those affected, those the lost loved ones. We look to you and all of our um, political opportunities in this land that we live, that we continue to pray for the United States of America. And we look to you through um, the call to priesthood that you give to young men. You give um, the call to religious life to young women. And we ask you just to be present with us and bless us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central 